It's WFNK all day. Hey, this is your girl, Marette Brown-Clark. I like this show. You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 with my girl, Brianna. on his side I cannot modify ratify my mama made me apple pies lullabies and alibis the book don't end with Malachi devil will win employee of the month by the dozen to one score in three years from the third when he doesn't my village raised him a child come through the crib and it's busting you meet anyone from my city they gonna say that we cousins Shabak Barack edify electrify the enemy like Hedwig till he petrified
satisfied. Any petty Peter Pettigrew could get the pesticide. 79th, 79th. I don't believe in science. I believe in signs. Don't believe in signing. I see dollar signs. Color white, color crime. Good God, the gift of freedom. Hosanna Santa invoked and woke up slaves from Southampton to Chatham Manor. My dream girls behind me feel like I'm James Early. The type of worship make Jesus come back a day early. With the faith of a pumpkin, see size mustard seed here. For I will speak noble things as entrusted me. Only righteous, I might just shrug at the skullduggery. I couldn't stand to see another rapper lose custody. Exalt, exalt, glorify. Descend upon the earth with swords and fortify the borders where your shortest lies. I used to hide from God. Duck down in the slums like shh. I was lost in the jungle like Simba after the death of Mufasa. No hog, no meerkat. Hakuna Matata by day, but I spent my nighttime fighting tears back. I prayed and prayed and left messages, but never got no hair back. Or so it seemed. A mustard seed was all I needed to sow a dream. I build the ark to gently, gently roll my boat down no stream. Sometimes the path I took to reach my petty goals was so extreme. I was so far down in the mud, couldn't even let my light shine. But was always there when I needed to phone a friend or use a lifeline. From a lofty height, we wage war on the poltergeist with the exalted Christ. Spark the dark with a pulse of light Strike a corpse with a pulse of life I spit on the title, it's tidal waves I spit on the apple and kill a worm A fire in Cali, a swallow a valley For every African village burn J-Elect would have never made it Oh, son of man, oh, son of man Who was the angel in Revelations With a foot on water and a foot on land Who was the angel that wrote a Harley From the project to the House of Parliament And opened the book in the devil's chamber And put the true name of the Lord on it Old Jerusalem, New Jerusalem Come strike this beast with a ball of fire They poisoned the scriptures And gave us the pictures of false messiahs It was all a lie Mystery Babylon, tell Crumbling down, Satan's establishment crumbling down. This is the year that I come for the crown. Bury my enemies under the ground. Happy Sunday, everybody, and welcome back to Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So today, in celebration of my 30th birthday, I have been 30 for uh, officially one week now. Um, today's show is going to be full of testimony and good news. Um, so I want to, you know, encourage you and ensure you that turning 30 is just the beginning. That's just something I've learned in my 30 years and one week old um, lifespan. Um, so, you know, again, everything is going to be testimony and good news. ASAP Rocky reveals in a song that he actually wanted to be light-skinned when he was younger. I thought that this one was important, especially because um, he had kind of been criticized a lot for different Black Lives Matter and Black social justice issues that he kind of refused to speak on. Um, and hearing this song and, and listening to those lyrics, it, it definitely makes sense. Um, so I wanted to talk about that. Um, Lizzo, who I have talked, you know, very openly about here at Faith and Fashion 360, um, she is a pop artist, um, but she is also visibly plus size, and she is someone who, you know, on the outside looking in, is someone who is very confident in her body. She's confident in who she is. She's confident in being a plus size woman and she doesn't care who likes it and who doesn't. However, um, recently she actually took to social media just to kind of air out some, um, concerns, some um, insecurities, some shortfalls that she kind of feels when she looks at her body. And she actually, um, went on to talk about a 10 day detox that she decided to do. 
So, of course, um, lots of people had lots of things to say regarding that because you're Lizzo and because you are so happy with being plus size. So why should we feel sorry for you because you, um, you know, have spoken so openly about this? And I just, you know, I think that this is an important conversation to have, too, because um, sometimes we... Depending on how we deal with certain things, a lot of people can get in front of what they feel like is a shortfall and an insecurity for them to the point where, you know, they'll do it before somebody else can do it to them, if that makes sense. And, you know, just kind of looking at this situation and reading up on it, I can just kind of see a little bit of that in Lizzo. You know, though I might be confident in that, this is something that people had made fun of me for for years. So now I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to love it so that you can't poke at it because I already realized something about myself, you know, that could be perceived as a weakness. Um so I think that that definitely is an important conversation um, and not just feeling like because we see somebody who is confident or we see somebody who um, walks around like they got it all together, we never know what somebody is grappling with on the inside. Um, Meg the Stallion says that she was in a dark place after being shot and she says sometimes you just want to scream. Um, so I've spoken about her here as well and I think that you know she really has been um, a show of strength for Black women especially, um, she's had a very good year um, with her Fashion Nova line, with her music career. And there have been some speculation about certain things that have gone on with her, um, with the Tory Lane situation. We still are not 100% clear, so that is not something that I feel comfortable speaking on. Um, but we do know that, you know, just with the way that people responded to the situation, um, you know, she, she had shown proof, she had shown pictures, he did the same thing. Um, but there was, you know, a certain conversation that could happen regarding how we treat black women, um, in terms of abuse, in terms of, you know, violence and, and different things that go on for them. There's always like this extra level of scrutiny placed on things. Um, so she talks a little bit about that as well. Um, Tyler Perry donates uh, $100,000 to the Legal Defense Fund for Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker. Tiffany Haddish kind of is going back and forth with the, the powers that be for the Grammys because, um, you know, apparently they offered her to do the red carpet or like a pre-show or something and they did not want to pay sis. They did not want to pay her and she was not having it. So she aired them out a little bit. So I definitely want to talk about that. Um, talking about the Grammys, Blue Ivy Carter is nominated for a Grammy Award for Brown Skin Girl. And she is one of the youngest nominees in history. 2 Chain starts a YouTube show to help black entrepreneurs giving away $55,000 in five episodes. And last but not least, Jess Bezos' ex-wife, Mackenzie Scott, donates $40 million to Morgan State University. And she plays pledges millions to HBCUs. Now, I don't know if that last one is a troll or not, but that definitely is a win for HBCUs. Um, so you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Please make sure you stick around and celebrate my 30th birthday with me. Again, we've got nothing but good news. Make sure you keep it locked, get into some music, and we'll be right back. Happy, happy birthday, babe. I am so proud of you. You deserve any and every good thing that comes your way. You are so much more than my wife. You are my best friend. You are my partner in crime. You are my hot chocolate to my panini to go. You are my inyonam. You are my happiness. You are my life. And I love you. And I just want you to 
achieve everything you set your heart out to and always strive for greatness all right so i love you keep being amazing and um i'll see you when you get home tonight just fight a little longer my friend it's all worth it in the end but when you got nobody to turn to just hold on and i'll find you i'll find you i'll find you just hold on and i'll find you i'm hanging on by your thread and all i'm clinging to is prayers and every breath is like a battle i feel like i ain't come prepared and death's knocking on the front door pain's creeping through the back fears crawling through the windows waiting for them to attack they say don't get bitter get better i'm working on switching them letters but tell god i'ma need a whole lot of hope keeping it together I'm smiling in everyone's face I'm crying whenever they lead a road They don't know the battle I face They don't understand what I'm going through The world trying to play with my soul I'm just trying to find where to go I'm trying to remember the way I'm trying to get back to my home But I can't do this on my own That's why I'm just trusting in you Cause I don't know where else to go And I don't know what else to do Just fight a little longer, my friend It's all worth it in the end but when you got nobody to turn to Just hold on and I'll find you Just fight a little longer, my friend It's all worth it in the end But when you got nobody to turn to Just hold on and I'll find you I'll find you, I'll find you Just hold They say fear haunts me, and pain hates. I say pain strengthens, and fear drives faith. And I don't know all of the outcomes, don't know what happens tomorrow. But when that ocean of doubt comes, don't let me drown in my sorrow. And don't let me stay at the bottom, I feel like this hole is too deep to climb. I've been looking for a way out, but I settled for a peace of mind. Picking up the pieces of my life and hoping that I put together something right. Tell me all I got is all I need. Tell me you gon' help me stay and fight The world tryna play with my soul I'm just tryna find where to go I'm tryna remember the way I'm tryna get back to my home But I can't do this on my own That's why I'm just trusting in you Cause I don't know where else to go And I don't know what else to do No, don't let the fear Make you feel like you can't find this on your own You know I
But when you got nobody to turn to Just hold on and I'll find you I'll find you, I'll find you Just hold on and I'll find you Happy birthday, happy birthday, Brianna. This is Jacint. I just want to just come on here and give you a huge shout out. You are an amazing person, beautiful inside and out, such an amazing presence and your light and your energy is like out of this world. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, when I came out with my book, Love After, you were there to, you know, um, support me and have me as a guest on your show and, you know, to minister with to and with each other. So I just want to thank you. I pray that this new year um, that you will see God move in a miraculous way in your life like never before, um, that we, he would even open up doors that you wouldn't even imagine him to do or like beyond what you even prayed or think or expected, that he would exceed that and then some, that he will cover you and put an edge of protection around you and continue to shine and continue to let your light shine bright, girl. You are amazing, you are talented, you are beautiful, and you are powerful beyond measures. Shine, queen, shine, queen. Happy birthday, my love. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, come, all ye Joyful and triumphant Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem
We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So first up, we have ASAP ASAP Rocky. Um, He just recently released a project. um, Well, he didn't release a project. He released, there was a song on a game um, that, you know, he had done called Cyberpunk 2077. So in the lyrics, he reflected on his childhood and the self-hatred he experienced in his younger days. He took to the song um, and rapped, Man, when I was younger, I wished that I was light-skinned. Now wouldn't trade the world for my skin. He continued, I surpass what you could do inside your lifespan, so just give me a little credit like a white man. Um... ASAP Rocky had been kind of, um, not even kind of, he was very criticized a couple years back for a lot of the political unrest that was going on in Ferguson. Um, you know, because we obviously, and I, just as an aside before I even get into that, I feel like there is kind of a responsibility sometimes placed on some of our favorite rappers and influencers and actresses and things like that to speak on things. And I think that that is not always necessary. I think that the work that you do without speaking about it and without showing people what you're doing can be equally, equally, if not more important than the social media announcement that you make. But anywho, um, you know, a lot of people had stuff to say about the fact that he, um, you know, made a refusal to rap about police brutality in Ferguson. So he initially said, why would I feel compelled to rap about Ferguson? Ferguson, I'm not about to say that I was down there throwing rocks, getting pepper sprayed. I'd be lying. Is it because I'm black? Am I Al Sharpton now? I'm ASAP Rocky. I did not sign up to be a political activist. I want to talk about lean, my best friend dying, girls, my jiggy fashion, and my inspiration in drugs. I live in Soho and Beverly Hills. I cannot relate. He then went on to the breakfast club and basically stated, I feel like why put me on a pedestal for that, especially when I'm not asking for it. I want to make music. I want to inspire. I want to promote peace because at a time like this, I don't have all the answers. I'm not trying to run for Congress or office. Okay. So, you know, these were comments that he had made and a lot of people, you know, started to call him a sellout, started to say that, you know, he thinks that he's better than other black people and things like that. Um, And there was a part of me that felt a little critical of his statement. But I think that this 
particular story here is the reason why it is important to provide grace to people because you never know what they've dealt with, what the trauma was, what happened to them to lead them to think and do and act the way that they do. So, you know, he's talking about um, you know, how he wished that he was light skinned. So you are somebody who is disassociating from the fact that, that you are black because you're dark skinned. You, you can't get away from the fact that you are, um, an ethnic minority. Um, so just, just even from the couple of lines that I read and just kind of looking through the lyrics of that particular song, um, apparently, you know, this is part of a full project. We don't know when the entire project is going to come out, but, you know, really dissecting those lyrics and looking through that, you can tell that this is somebody who was made fun of for their dark skin, which is an experience that a lot of us can say that we've had. We can, we can say that, that we, we felt less than, you know, people have called us dirty because our skin was dark or, you know, things like that. Kids are mean. People can be mean. And, and again, some of the images that are reinforced on TV and video games and, and just all of the things that we patronize as children can reinforce those negative things that we think about ourselves. So this is somebody who probably was bullied. He didn't, you know, feel, um, like he was worthy. He didn't feel like he was beautiful. And then he fast forwarded and said, you know, um, now I wouldn't trade my skin for the world. But what a journey that probably was for him. And, you know, within that journey, because you have been made to feel like, let me, let me use something for example. Um, you know, I, I've been made to feel like being poor was or, or living, um, in a more urban neighborhood was, was not, you know, the best thing to, to have like that. Obviously there was, there was up to go. Like I could, I could move higher and I could move beyond that. So when I finally do get the money and I finally do get the opportunity, I disassociate from that part of my life so much because I remember it not being a good experience. So I can just imagine him being a dark skinned, you know, little boy and not feeling like that was luxury, not feeling like that was love, not feeling like that was something that I would be able to do. And, you know, um, I could understand how then you kind of looked at and you, you have this platform, but it's like, listen, I just want to be ASAP Rocky, the, the rapper. I don't want to be ASAP Rocky, the black rapper, because being a dark skinned black man was negative for me. And it has been negative for me. Um, and I know that, you know, he had gone on to kind of clarify those statements, just stating, I don't want to be put on a pedestal. I think that, um, again, when you have kind of negative associations with experiences like that, you make a statement like the first statement he made where, where he was like, you know, I just want to rap about whatever I want to rap about. Um, and I live in Soho and Beverly Hills. And, you know, then he kind of went on to get locked up. I want to say, where was he in Sweden? Where was he? But then he had to call on President Trump to get him out of the situation. So it, it, it's just kind of um, important to really understand sometimes what makes a person and what brings them to be who they are. Um, and just really kind of um, listen before we speak um, and be slow to anger about, um, you know, things that we might turn a side eye to him, but like, oh, what did he just say? Um, so I mean, shouts to ASAP Rocky for kind of getting to a place where he loves his black skin, where he feels like, you know, I, I am worthy than 
I'm more worthy than what I had been led to believe that I was. Um, so when we come back, I'll be talking about Lizzo, whose fans have gone on to criticize her regarding um, some decisions that she made to go on a 10-day detox. Um, she recently took to social media to talk about some insecurities that she had um, had about her body. And, I mean, who hasn't? We all have. Um, but, of course, you know, people had a lot to say because, you know, one of the things that people really enjoy about Lizzo's brand is that she's so unapologetic about who she is. Um, you know, so, again, you would think that to, to hear that, people would have been more graceful. But, again, it's social media, and you cannot expect much from that. Um, so you're here with me at Faith and Fact. 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Pastor Bill, and you're listening to WFNK Radio, Northeast Pennsylvania's premium urban radio station. All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So Lizzo responds to fans criticizing her of promoting diet culture after a 10-day detox to do whatever you want with your bodies. Um, so recently, Lizzo opened up about having negative thoughts about her body. So I kind of feel like both of these things um, work together. Because, again, I social media is just terrible. It is just terrible. Like, on the one hand, you want to use it to continue to connect with people. You can use all the cute filters. You can take pictures, do the content, and all that other stuff. But then as you get bigger and people start to watch you, people feel entitled to do and say things. They feel entitled to your life. They feel entitled to your existence. And it's very hard to find a happy medium between sharing and and making sure that you are um being transparent and then not sharing too much because you can't because people just get weird behind little keyboards i don't i don't get it so um she took to tiktok about a week and a half ago to open up about something that we all go through having insecurities about our bodies she said i came home and i took my clothes off to take a shower and i just started having all these really negative thoughts about myself like what's wrong with me maybe all the me things people say about me are true why am i so disgusting hating my body she continued normally i would have some positive thing to say to get me out of this but i don't and that's okay too i think these are normal thoughts they happen to everybody. They happen to the best of us. We are the best of us. I just have to know tomorrow how I feel in here is going to change. I can only hope it changes for the better. I know I'm beautiful. I just don't feel it. And I know I'm going to get through it. Um, She took to the platform the next day saying that she woke up feeling a lot better. Um, she then included a video of herself serving in a pair of, um, in, in a bra and underwear. Um, and that has typically been kind of Lizzo's um, character. Not even, I, I wouldn't call it a character, but that's just been her presence. Um, you see this visibly plus size woman. She's playing a flute. Like she's very unorthodox. Like this is not, um, you know, like a normal that you would see and you know she she she's a good dancer she's a fantastic singer um so you see this person and you see her being so unapologetic about who she is she's very confident and I think that 
what happened here is that people made a lot of assumptions about who she was and how she felt about herself. So you make the assumption that because, and I'll use myself for an example, I'm very confident about being, um, you know, who I am. I had some I had some feelings about turning 30 like that was a lot for me. Um but even even moving into that you know year after year um getting older you just kind of realize that that it just means that that you're getting better but um me being a visibly plus size person I'm confident about that. I'm fine with that. I'm married, my husband love it, I love it. You know what I mean? Like it it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm going to take the next three weeks at the gym and work on my arms. Me and my husband joke about this all the time. My upper body strength is trash. It's terrible. It's so, so very bad. Um, so I talk about it all the time. I'm like, you know getting a little flabby under here. Let me get let me get my arms together. Let me get this strength up and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that I'm less confident about who I am. I just see something where I'm like, okay, I want to make this better and I want to do better for myself. Um, so Lizzo continued on to say, not 100%, but I'm getting there. Gave the parts of me I hated last night a rub and a hug. It's a new day. So again, I'm sure that we can all relate to these feelings and relate to these things. And one of the things that I liked that she said was, I gave the parts of me I hated last night a rub and a hug. When you are working on yourself, when you are working on things that you have struggled with, when you are working on strongholds in your life, when you are working on things that the enemy told you you are never going to get past, as you get stronger and as you get deeper into doing the work, those things do not go away. They get they they get smaller and they move further to the back of your mind, but they're always there. It's not like they disappear. It's not like, you know, today I, you know, have um, and I joke about this all the time, but it is something that I actively work on. Today, I have a shopping issue. And today, you know, I look at my account and I see an extra couple of dollars in there. And then I saw this shirt that I liked and I'm going to buy it. But that can be a stronghold too. Because I probably could have thrown those couple extra dollars into my savings account. But I saw this and that can be a vice. Depending on, you know, how deep you are into it. So, um... It's something that that for me personally and just being transparent, I have to work on daily. It's like, sis, you don't need another shirt. You don't need another pair of black boots. You have five. Like, you don't need any more. It's just not, it's not necessary. But those things that you struggle with don't necessarily go away. You, you just get stronger and you get better and you get to a place where you know what to turn to in order to deal with them more effectively. So, you know, when she talked about... I gave the parts I hated a a rub and a hug. She's acknowledging that they're still there. She's acknowledging that they still speak to her. She's acknowledging that they still creep up. But now I'm going to nurture them instead of turning away from them, instead of admonishing them, instead of being like, you know, I hate this about myself. So fast forward. Um... You know, she's very like into TikTok, very into Instagram. So she went on, um, she went on TikTok to tell her followers about this detox that she decided that she was going to be doing. So, um, she recently went to Mexico and says that once she got back, her stomach was messed up and she decided to do a smoothie detox to cleanse and reset her system. 
I don't, I'm not, I'm not hearing anything wrong yet, but okay. So she went on, she posted, you know, kind of the, the smoothies and stuff that she was drinking. Um, she, she put a disclaimer. I was practicing safe detox methods with a nutritionist. Do not try without research. Um, you know, she posted on a daily basis, um, you know, her body at the, the beginning of it to the next day to the next day, all the way into day 10. Um, and the videos received mixed reviews in her comments. Some of her fans were happy to see her slim down during her detox, detox, while some fans were disappointed that she chose an unhealthy way to lose weight. Okay. Everybody a doctor, even on the TikTok. After seeing the comments left on her video, Lizzo quickly took to her TikTok to address why she did the smoothie detox and to inspire more big girls to do whatever they want with their bodies. That's not exactly what she said, but what exactly she said was not Faith and Fashion 360 approved. So she said, big girls, do whatever you want with your bodies. I'm just as proud of my results from my smoothie detox as I am of my belly curves and swerves. She added in her follow-up video that she did not do the detox for dramatic weight loss. She says that November was a stressful month and she ate and drank a lot of spicy foods that mess her stomach up and the detox helped with that. She also says that she is proud of her results and got exactly what she was looking for out of the detox, which was improved sleep, hydration, inner peace, and mental stability. Um, and you know, again, it, it wasn't, I'm looking at the pictures. It wasn't anything drastic. And I myself have done, um, a detox before. So, you know, this kind of paired with the feelings that she, she had the other day. I literally look at Lizzo and I just see myself. I just see somebody who might feel, who, who might feel, um, insecure about being very small about being skinny and not being able to gain weight I just look at her and I see somebody who is absolutely normal who is just having the normal feelings that we all have so she had a transparent moment and she said I am not feeling the best about my body so plenty of people went on and they commented and they said no you should feel fantastic you're beautiful you're wonderful you're strong and then she went on to do something for her health let me just tell you about detoxes so, um, I mean, typically I don't, I don't go too deep into them with like doing a smoothie all day and stuff like that, but again, different ways to do it, consult your nutritionist or whoever it is that you speak to about, about your health. Um, but you know, I have done that in order to get ready for a fast because, you know, going from like I'm going to do my husband and I are going to start are going to do a Daniel fast starting at the beginning of January for the entire month. So that literally is just food from the earth. Read up on it. I'm going to post the scripture. So, you know, we're going to do that for an entire month, but we are meat eaters. We eat meat, we eat um, processed foods, we eat things that, you know, we, we don't do it in abundance, but we do eat that. So, you know, going into a state where you're going to cut all of that stuff out of your diet, it can be a transition and a shock to your body. It's something that your body has to get used to. So for me, doing a detox just helps me kind of prepare for the changes that I'm getting ready to make in order to be successful for however long I'm going to do them. So she spoke about how she went to Mexico, like this was something that she did her, her body was feeling all jacked up and she did this 10-day detox she's gotten some sleep her skin looks better she's out here minding her business and other people are not and it's crazy to me and you know I just think that there is this this assumption about um 
you know, again, just like I was speaking about the ASAP Rocky situation, you, you have this assumption about who people are based off of what you're looking at, based off of what you perceive, based off of what you're getting. And, you know, those assumptions can be dangerous because, you know, then they solidify the, the box that people feel like they need to continue to be in. So, you know, just like Lizzo said, you have to do what is best for you. And it is okay for you to wake up one day and feel like, Lord, I'm never going to get there. Another transparent moment. I have not had a cup of juice for three weeks. And I love juice. Anybody who anybody who knows me, y'all know I love juice. Doesn't matter. Pomegranate, fruit punch, a little mango, you know, some Tropicana, a little Simply Lemonade. I, I like it all. But, you know, I stopped drinking juice and I literally, besides water and seltzer, and it's one of the hardest things I've ever done. I really could just, like right now, I could just use a cup of juice. But I feel better not having all of that extra sugar in my body. So, you know, that's not to say that I'm not ever going to go back and have juice. But for right now, what I need to do, what I need to have is not all of that sugar and unnecessary calories in my body because it makes me feel better. It gives me more energy and it allows me to move the way that I need to move. Um, so, I mean, listen, don't let people box you in. And as much as you can, stay on like the good side of social media. I feel like there are, t- there are a couple different worlds going on there. Like there's like the really positive side of social media sometimes. And then there's like the side where people, the people are weird. That people are weird. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Mary, did you know that your baby boy one day walk on water Mary, did you know Your baby boy Would save our sons and daughters Do you know That your baby boy Has come to make you new This child that Triumphant, oh come ye, oh come ye to Bethlehem. Oh come and behold him, born the King of Angels. Oh come, let us adore
kiss the face of God. Oh, come and adore, adore Him, Christ. Oh, come. This is El Jefe, the chief uh, engineer, no, the CEO, whatever title you want to give me. This is Roberto, a.k.a. Ucho Bento. And I want to wish Brianna Obosu, a.k.a. Freezy, a happy birthday. Happy 30th, Brianna. In one horse open sleigh Over the fields we go Laughing all the way Bells and bobtails ring Making spirits bright What fun it is to ride And sing in a sleigh song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride In a one horse open sleigh Santa Claus is coming to town. 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 Santa
country town Come Santa Claus, come Santa Claus There he go, there he go, go Santa Come Santa Claus, come Santa Claus There he go, there he go, go Santa Yeah, you coming Oh, All right, all right, we're back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So Meg Thee Stallion says that she was in a dark place after being shot. She says sometimes you need a day where you just want to holler. Um, she opened up about her recent success, her friendship with Beyonce, and recovering in more ways than one after being shot earlier this year. So for anyone who is not... um familiar with the situation. I'll, I'll give the facts of what I have. Um, Meg the Stallion, I guess, was and, and again, I feel like just a lot of it is so much speculation. You know what? I'm not even going to go too deep into it. Meg the Stallion was shot earlier this year. Um, there's a lot of speculation about who did it. She has accused Tory Lanez. He has denied it. Um, there's just been a lot of super ambiguous, like, you know, shots on Twitter. This person's ma- making a diss song. Her bestie Kelsey kind of came on and said that Meg the Stallion did her dirty. We don't know for sure what it is that went on. Um, and I'm not going to spend time speculating about something. I wasn't there. Um, but we, what we do know is that she got shot. She posted very graphic pictures of her foot, um, and, and she had to heal up and, and things like that. Um, so she just kind of opened up about what that did for her environment. Um, and, you know, she is, again, somebody who is very body positive. Like she, um, you know, she'd be out here. She'd be out here. A lot of her stuff, again, not Faith and Fashion 360 approved, but I do, you know, um, you don't realize sometimes looking at her that she's that young. She's 25 years old. Um, she lost both of her parents. And one of the things that I see looking at her is that she um, is still trying to find her place. And she's trying to find her place in an industry where a lot of people do not mean you well. So I think that we have seen some of her mistakes um, play out very publicly and people again have not given her the grace because they feel like yeah she's always up in somebody's face and she wants to be everybody's friend um, but I think you know this is just a young lady still trying to figure out where her support system is going to come from because she does not have that natural support anymore um, so you know she talked about garnering four Grammy nominations this year um, she says if you don't have any haters you're not popping so that just really let us know we're doing something right um she stated that she was still in a dark place um after being shot this past july and alluded to confiding in jay-z and beyonce adding that their friendship um feels like a wild dream she said being from houston beyonce means everything to us i'm pretty sure beyonce means everything to a lot of people but when i got to do a song with her it was amazing When asked if she considered going to therapy over the incident, she said she's thought about it and added, sometimes you need a day when you just want to holler. But instead, her solution has been to throw myself into work. She also revealed that she and Beyonce are in talks of performing the Savage remix together at the Grammys before 
her thoughts on Cardi B's decision not to submit their hit song WAP for a nomination. She says, I don't know why she didn't submit it, but Cardi B is a very smart woman, so I never question her decisions. She knows exactly what she's doing. I don't think that it it would have won anything. That's just, it's just a lot going on. Um, you know, again, I think that Meg Thee Stallion is somebody who, um, you know, she's young and we're, we're watching, we, we put, we have the tendency to place celebrities, music artists and things like that on this pedestal and not provide again, I'm going to use that word grace, um, regarding who they actually are. We see them for their entertainment. We, you know, we know you putting out hit after hit, song after song and stuff like that. Um, but we don't see you for the struggles. We don't see you for who you were prior to, you know, all of the makeup and the team and, and, and everybody, you know, kind of doting on you. And I think, again, those assumptions are definitely dangerous when you talk about the, for how young, for how young she is. Like you, you know, you see someone who again has garnered such success and you think, all right, she's got it all together. She knows what what she's doing. Um, but she's making mistakes like all of us do as we go through those transformative years. And I think, you know, with, with all of these stories that, you know, I've covered ASAP Rocky, Lizzo and Meg Thee Stallion, I think that it's just important to remember, um, that, we probably have once been in those places in our lives and some of us probably still are in those places where we don't love our skin, where we don't love our body, where we don't know who our friends are. Um, and, you know, we're still kind of going through that. And, and at the end of it, there's such this fabulous testimony and we get to kind of live that privately because... We're not, you know, we're not an influencer. We're not out here making millions of dollars. We get to live that privately. We get to go through those lessons um, and then, you know, kind of put it together to come to a testimony for somebody else to hear. Um, but a lot of these people, you know, have that experience where it's like everybody's got to see it and I've got to grow through it as people are judging me and telling me that I'm doing everything wrong. So seriously, shouts to all of them. Um, I can't wait to see what else Meg Thee Stallion continues to do. Her Fashion Nova collection did fantastic. Um, and she just continues to do fantastic things. Again, her music is not my steez. Like I don't, I don't love her music. It's not, it's not for me. It's just a lot. There's a lot going on. It's not something I would listen to. Um, but I definitely support that she is strong and that she continues to persevere despite the circumstances. Um, when we come back, Tyler Perry, the, the, the rest of the show is, is just, is a moving mountain. Like everything else is fantastic news. Like it's, it's people doing wonderful, fantastic things for themselves. Uh, so Tyler Perry donate a hundred thousand dollars to the legal defense for Kenneth Walker, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend. So we'll talk about that. Tiffany Haddish saying no to an unpaid Grammys gig is is forever a mood. So we'll talk about that as well. Blue Ivy Carter set records to be one of the youngest nominees in history to receive a Grammy um, nomination. 2 Chainz starts a YouTube show to help black entrepreneurs giving away $55,000 in five episodes. And Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, Mackenzie Scott, donates $40 million to Morgan State University and pledges millions to HBCUs. So we've got a lot of good news coming up. Get into some music and we'll be right back.
Caribbean heads. Download the WFNK radio app. Radio app. On iTunes and Google Play for all of that. Hey, this is your girl, Marette Brown Clark. I like this show. You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 with my girl, Brianna. Hey, Lady Brianna, this is the original gospel DJ just reaching out to me to say happy birthday. If I could sing, I would, but I don't want to clear all your listeners. But anyway, I uh, appreciate you so much and what you do to um, to this, bring to the station. Just want to let you know that we love you, love you, appreciate you, and the family. Tell hubby we love him, too. We don't want to leave him out. <laughs> but again, we just want to celebrate you and say thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do for WFNK all day. Talk to you later. Namaste. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So in celebration of my 30th birthday, the rest of the show is Moving Mountains. If this is your first time joining me here at Faith and Fashion 360, Moving Mountains is just my way to sprinkle some good um, in our environment to your day, down your timeline, just to remind you that things are not bad at all. Um, so the rest of the show is going to be all good news. People standing up for themselves, people um, lending some money, people, you know, sewing into businesses and just all of that. So first up, Tyler Perry donates $100,000 to Legal Defense Fund for Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker. Um, Brianna Taylor, who was shot to death in her apartment on March 13th by Louisville, Kentucky police, um, policemen, uh, entered her home with a no-knock warrant amid a drug investigation. Kenneth Walker was also in the apartment at the time and fired a warning shot at the officers, believing them to be intruders. The officers fired back with more than 20 bullets, tragically killing Brianna. Walker is now being sued by Louisville Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly for emotional distress... Assault and battery. Mattingly is claiming he experienced severe trauma, mental anguish, and emotional distress the night that Brianna was killed because of Walker's actions. 
On November 10th, a GoFundMe page was created to help raise money for the upcoming legal battle. The goal was set at $100,000. However, with the help of Tyler Perry, they were able to exceed it. The donation from Tyler Perry seemed to have come in waves. Um, first, there was a donation of $10,000. Shortly after, another for $10,000. Followed by $50,000 and $30,000. A source close to the actor and producer confirmed that the donation did indeed come from him. Tyler Perry is known for his charitable acts and giving back to the community. This past Thanksgiving, he organized a food giveaway where he provided groceries and gift cards to 5,000 families in Atlanta. Kenneth Walker sat down with journalist Gail King in October and detailed his side of what took place the night his girlfriend died. He described how he felt when they heard a knock at the door and said, I don't have much room to be afraid because I have someone here that I have to take care of. At that point, we're getting up to put on clothes making ourselves decent to answer the door then I grabbed my gun that was the one time I had to use it if it was police and they just said we're police me and Brianna didn't have a reason at all not to open the door to see what they wanted so shouts to Tyler Perry um you know I (laughs) this this case was so cut and dry honestly like I, the case was so cut and dry, and then even the actions that were taken, um, you know, afterwards, they they had reached out to one of Brianna's ex boyfriends, so not Kenneth Walker, an ex uh, and a boyfriend prior to that, um, basically trying to get him to say that Brianna was at the head of you know some kind of drug organization, and that was the reason why the policeman. Um, you know, broke into her home. There's been so many documentaries and so many voices kind of lent to this conversation about how, you know, there really should not have been any gray area. Uh, but of course, there were no charges. Everything has has gone on as it has gone on um, for the lives of the police officers who did not correctly read a warrant, which, you know, you had one job. Um, But shouts to Tyler Perry for doing that because Kenneth Walker continues to deal with the repercussions and, you know, kind of the fallback of what had gone on, you know, with that situation, which was surely heartbreaking and I'm sure traumatic for him as well. Um, and it's just really sad to see, um, people just kind of capitalizing off of somebody else's trauma. And I can definitely, I can definitely feel that. And and I feel for him. Um, so shouts to Tyler Perry for, um, you know, doing, doing that kind of, you know, in an anonymous way. Um, and then, you know, kind of stepping up to, to help with that because it, it definitely, I feel like is going to be a long battle, unfortunately. Um, and again, we don't, we don't get the same kind of treatment. We don't get the same kind of resources. And I think that that donation is definitely going to make it, um, it's going to make it easier for him to continue to fight for justice even after, you know, it kind of feels like that fight was lost. So shouts to Tyler Perry for doing that. Um, when we come back, I'll be talking about Miss Tiffany Haddish. Um, Tiffany Haddish is in, she's a comedian. Um, and she basically mentioned that she was recently asked to host the 63rd annual Grammy Awards pre-show. And she declined the offer when the Recording Academy told her it was unpaid. 
Lord. Um, and I think that this is a very interesting conversation. Um, as somebody who is an influencer and a brand ambassador and stuff like that, um, one of the conversations that I have with other women who are influencers and brand ambassadors are that we have to fight so hard in order to get the same respect, notoriety, and acknowledgement as influencers who do not look like us. Take that for, for what you will. Um, and it is difficult sometimes to wade through that because, um, especially when you're knowledgeable, especially when you know what you're doing, especially when you know marketing, especially when you know how to reach an audience, you know, like I got the sauce. Don't come to me telling me that you're going to pay me a hundred dollars for seven posts and two YouTube videos and five reels. That's a lot of work. If anybody follows me on Instagram, you know that I post a reel slash video slash some kind of content every Friday. Because that really is is all that I can commit to at the moment. If I tried to do anything more than that, I know that I would overwhelm myself. I recently did a video um, on Instagram. Make sure you follow me at Faith and Fashion 360 on Instagram as well as Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook. But I posted this video on Instagram. So basically, there is um, kind of like a, a challenge going around where a lot of fashion influencers will do um, kind of like an outfit change. And they dub it with this audio from Home Alone. So if anybody's seen the movie Home Alone, um, Kevin gets left at home, his family went on this, this long vacation, yada yada. They didn't realize that they left him. And um, they're is a scene where they're at the airport and they're passing down everyone's luggage to each other. So they finally get Kevin's luggage and there's about 12 people in this family, very large family, and they're passing it back to each other. Give this to Kevin, give this to Kevin, give this to Kevin. So I did a video like that. The video, the final product that you see was about 25 seconds. When I tell you that video took me all day, it took me all day. So when you know sometimes the work that goes into creating quality content and, you know, doing things in order to make sure that um, you are creating the the right exposure for, for brands that contact you and things like that, you will understand that you're not just going to throw some chump change at me. So going back to Tiffany Haddish, um, you know, she spoke about how they declined to pay her. And in addition to paying her own way, they also mentioned that they would not be covering hair, makeup, or any wardrobe for the course of the event. And I just feel like how disrespectful. So when we come back, I'll cover that. And then we will also be talking about Miss Blue Ivy Carver Carter, who is nominated for a Grammy Award for Brown Skin Girl, making her one of the youngest nominees in history. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back.
This is DJ Rome and Miss D from the Open House Radio Show right here on WFNK Radio. Mm-hmm. And we want to wish you a happy, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your big three zero. Yes, it is. 
And we want to celebrate with you. Yeah. And let you know how much we appreciate you here at WFNK and all that you've done. Your show is amazing. It's been an honor to produce it with you. And I've learned so much over the years. Keep doing what you're doing. That's right. Keep growing. Keep Mm -hmm. expanding. Keep doing it because you are already a star. That's right. You have a level of excellence bar none. And that's because of who you are and what you put into your product. So we are proud of you. We want to definitely wish you a happy, blessed birthday. Happy birthday, Brianna. Happy birthday. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So in the latest chronicles of being a black woman, um, Tiffany Haddish, comedian and actress, was recently asked to host the 63rd Annual Grammy Award pre-show. And she declined the offer when the Recording Academy told her that it was unpaid. The Recording Academy. Before I, before I get into the rest of this, the recording, like the... Y'all didn't have money to pay her. Y'all had the money. Y'all just, y'all just figured desperately. I don't, I don't know what y'all thought was going to happen. You figured COVID and we don't have, like, what's going on? In addition to paying her own way, they also mentioned they would not be covering hair, makeup, or any wardrobe for the course of the event. As Haddis mentioned, all of that would have to come out of my pocket. I don't know if this if this might mean I might not get nominated ever again, but I think that's disrespectful. Um, and I don't know about anybody else, but I just feel like this continued disrespect towards black women, making sure that they are compensated for their time, they're compensated for their talent. And don't and listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Tiffany Haddish fan. I don't think she's funny. But when you look at how can you look somebody in the face and say, We want you to do all this. We want you to put on a show. We want you to entertain the people before the big show. Like the pre-show, the you know, the pre-show um on the carpet, getting the, you know, the, the people come to you, you see what they're wearing, you talk a little bit about their nominations and stuff like that. Um I I want you to to host this. And I want you to come there looking fly. Don't come there in any jeans. Don't just come there in, in any old thing. Make sure your makeup's done. Make sure your hair's done. Make sure you put on a production. But we're not going to give you any compensation for it at all. What do you mean? What's going on? According to an SAG after spokesperson, the host of the Grammys is required to be paid at least $5,000 due to union minimum wage negotiations. While Haddish would just be the host of the pre-show of the awards and not the actual show, even $5,000 is no money considering the stripes Haddish has earned over the course of her career so far, not to mention the cost of wardrobe, hair, and makeup. Have y'all, you guys know that I like to cover like these award shows. I used to do that all the time. Like I would talk about, you know, the dresses and the fashions and things like that. COVID has messed us up a little bit because it's a little bit more difficult for, you know, these things to happen. But do you see, you see some of the pieces, you see some of the, the outfits that they wear, the hair, the makeup, like a lot goes into making sure that you're presentable for, for some of these things, for some of these social interactions. So for you to say, I'm not going to pay you. And again, nothing, I I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big Tiffany Haddish fan, but she's done fantastic things. So 
I, I don't, I don't see how you look at somebody and say you're worth ze- like zero dollars, zero dollars. You're not, not even a hotel. Like, wow. Um, so, you know, I just, I don't know. So I think that this was fantastic. Not for the fact that she's not going to get that gig because that was not for you. And you saying no really is going to actually up your stock. And I think that her saying no signified her knowing her worth and knowing that I'm not just going to be thrown any old thing. One thing that I can say about Tiffany Haddish is that um, a lot of the time people look at her and don't really, they don't rate her. They don't really, I feel like a lot of people do not put respect on her name because I feel like, you know, with her being a comedian, you have to be funny. You have to be kind of vulnerable and transparent and, and putting off, um, that kind of persona makes people feel like you can be played with, that you don't have a foothold to stand on. And I think that her saying no, um, might have been a breakthrough for her because I'm sure at one time she split, she speaks a lot about her struggles and she speaks a lot about um, the things that she had gone through into getting in her in this place. Um, but you know, I think for her to say no can just remind people that this is a person that you're gonna stop playing with me. And that I'm not going to just appear and do anything for for nothing. Um, though Haddish was nominated for her second Grammy this year for Best Comedy Album album for Netflix, Black Mitzvah, it's still not worth her accepting zero compensation for hosting their award show. They don't pay their performers and presenters. The Grammys is all about keeping the profit to themselves versus sharing the wealth. Haddish also noted, I was like, the exposure is amazing, but I think I have enough. I appreciate you guys asking, and as much as I appreciate the honor of being nominated, that's not okay. Listen, do your thing. I, I really, really, really expect that, respect that, and I think that, um, you know, People expect sometimes because of what they perceive you to be that you um, are in a space of desperation, that you are in a space that you will just accept anything, that you will just do anything. And I think that it's important for us to remind people of whose we are, who we are and what what you're not going to do. That really is just kind of what I see with this whole story. And in response to her rejection of the offer, Recording Academy Chief Harvey Mason Jr. posted a video on Instagram apologizing to Haddish and mentioning that he also found the offer disrespectful. He said, unfortunately, and without my knowing, the talent booker working for the Academy, nah, um, told Miss Haddish that we wouldn't even cover her costs while she hosted this event for us. To me, that was wrong. I'm frustrated by that decision. It was a lapse in judgment. It was in poor taste, and it was disrespectful to the creative community. He said that Haddish allowed him to have a private conversation with her, apologizing to her directly. Tiffany, we are sorry, and thank you for allowing me to speak on it. Um, nah, I'm just, that's crazy to me. And I feel like, you know, you continue, we continue to see this story again and again of, you know, black women fighting to be valued the same as their white counterparts. As a, an award ceremony as big as the Grammys, um, saying that they are not going to pay her. 
continuously having to work two to three times harder just to be allowed in the same room. And then for you to say, I mean, we're giving you this exposure. Okay. I can't pay my bills with your exposure. And and just like she said, the exposure is great. But I think I have enough. And I just, that's just crazy to me. So shouts to her for not settling. Shouts for her for knowing her worth, not bending backwards for people to continue to be disrespectful and whatever Whatever environment that is for you, whether that is your nine to five, whether that it, wherever that is, do not tolerate anybody's disrespect. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. So shout to Tiffany Haddish. When we come back, I'll be talking about Miss Blue Ivy Carter, who is now one of the youngest nominees in history to be nominated for a Grammy Award. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back.
I'm Pastor Phil Davis from Greater Shallow Church in Eastern Pennsylvania. Take some time to get the word in your life by stopping into your local church on Sundays or by listening to the Sunday Sermon at 10 a.m. on WFMK Radio. All right, all right, we're back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. Blue Ivy's Carter's history-making moves continue just weeks before she turns nine years old next month. The oldest child of Beyonce and Jay-Z has been added to a Grammy nomination for Beyonce's Brown Skin Girl video, making her one of the youngest in history to get a nod for the coveted award. The video is currently up for Best Music Video. While she wasn't listed in the original nomination last month, she was added and the Academy said she met the following requirements for the nod and pointed out, in order for a featured artist to be recognized as a nominee, one, the artist must be credited and recognized as a featured artist, and two, there must be significant performance and artistic contribution by the featured artist beyond what might be considered merely accompaniment. She's already received credit for the song as she won an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Duo, Group, or Collaboration, as well as a Soul Train Award for Video of the Year. Beyonce, St. Jean, and Wizkid also won those awards for the song, which was featured on The Lion King, The Gift. The video was released in August and featured familiar faces like Kelly Rowland, um, Lupita Nyong'o, and Naomi Campbell. Shouts to Blue Ivy. Every time I see her do fantastic things, I just think about setting up wealth and breaking generational curses for generations to come. Um, between Beyonce, DJ Khaled, like I really um, admire them for setting their children up to succeed at such a young age so that when they get older, when they have their own children, when they are going to college, they're set. Like they're good to go. They're, you know, they're not going to want for anything. And I think that that is so important as we go um, and as we, you know, decide to have a family, as we decide to, um, you know, build um, our village it's important to think about the decisions that we make, um, the, the good ones and the bad ones, and how that will continue to affect our lineage. Um, one of the things that I was so adamant about um, in 2020 was setting different boundaries for myself, um, and that allowed me to see, you know, who I was. It allowed me to put myself in a place where I was now going to succeed because, you know, I didn't allow, I I just didn't allow anything. Just like I spoke about with the Tiffany Haddish story. And I think that it's important to do, you know, kind of that inner inventory and figure out what things we need to change, what things we need to do, because we don't want to continue to be the same. So, you know, on top of shouting out Blue Ivy Carter, shouts to Beyonce and Jay-Z for creating that wealth and creating that lane for their children. Um, 
in order for them to succeed, in order for them to do um, wonderful things in in their lifetime. Um, so when we come back, I'll be talking about Two Chains, who started a YouTube show to help Black entrepreneurs. Um, over the course of the five episodes, he actually gave out fifty five thousand dollars, and I definitely wanted to talk about this as we are kind of going through a pandemic, um, and as a lot of you know Black owned businesses are are suffering, and small businesses continue to suffer because of you know, whatever restrictions are going on in their states. And I think that, you know, continuing to cover stuff like that just kind of gives me hope as a small business owner, as somebody who's trying to build her business that um, I don't ha- I don't have to stop. Because there are opportunities and there are things out there that, you know, um, I just need to get creative. And I think that this um, is important to cover because um, we find that there is a disproportionate amount of black businesses that have been um, affected as a result of the pandemic, um, because those resources are not always available to us because of whichever restrictions, requirements, and things like that. Um, so I think that he's doing fantastic things. So when we come back, I'll talk about that. And we are going to end the show off with Miss Jeff Bezos, ex-wife Mackenzie, um, donating a lot of money to HBCUs. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Make sure you follow me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook, as well as Faith and Fashion 360 on Instagram. We'll be right back. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Brianna. This is Jacint. I just want to just come on here and give you a huge shout out. You are an amazing person. Beautiful inside and out. Such an amazing presence and your light and your energy is like out of this world. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, When I came out with my book, Love After, you were there to you know, um, support me and have me as a guest on your show and, you know, to minister with to and with each other. So I just want to thank you. I pray that this new year, um, that you will see God move in a miraculous way in your life like never before, um, that we, he would even open up doors that you wouldn't even imagine him to do or like beyond what you even prayed or think or expected that he would exceed that and then some that he will cover you and put an edge of protection around you and continue to shine and continue to let your light shine bright, girl. You are amazing. You are talented. You are beautiful. And you are powerful beyond measures. Shine, queen. Shine, queen. Happy birthday, my love. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So as we continue to see our nation and economy rocked by the pandemic because of restrictions, things closing down. I know in Pennsylvania, we recently um, went back to being restricted as far as going into restaurants, gyms. My husband is definitely feeling it. Um You know, I know that that has been hard for a lot of brick and mortar businesses. And, um, you know, it has brought us to a place of definitely getting more creative regarding our business enterprises, how we send out information. I was talking to a colleague the other day and I was talking about this ebook that I am writing. I'm actually doing a couple of them. So stay tuned for those. Um, but, you know, I was talking about an ebook that I was writing and, um, you know, we just got into a conversation about how um, within these past eight months, things have <clears throat> gotten a lot more virtual. We've we've gotten to a place where that literally is the only choice. Um, you know, previously, if you said, OK, um, I want to have a Zoom meeting. 
it was like, okay, what's going on with you? You don't have an office. Like you don't have, um, that that's not very professional. Like it, it was just kind of frowned upon. So, you know, now kind of fast forward to the times that we're in and just kind of the, the circumstances that are going on. Um, we're kind of looking at our circumstances like, okay, well, thank God for Zoom. Thank God for, for Google Meet. Thank God for Google, uh, you know, Microsoft Teams and whichever ones they are. So we've had to get a lot more creative. We've had to get innovative and really just kind of think outside the box. And I, I definitely encourage all business owners to do that. Don't rely on social media. Don't rely on the brick and mortar space. You know, definitely expand your business to more than one medium because as as 2020 has shown us, you never know. So, um, Two Chains uh, just released the first episode of his new YouTube show to help Black entrepreneurs. The series is called Money Maker Fun, where he gives his honest opinion on businesses from HBCU students and alumni. In the first episode of the show, he says, "With this year being more than challenging to all of us, I am inspired by these courageous students who are still pushing through, chasing their dreams and goals." Adding that the point of the show is to inspire the entrepreneurs to keep pushing. The idea behind the Moneymaker Fund is simply to add more fuel to the already burning fire of ambition they showcase. The show is in partnership with YouTube's Black Voice Fund, produced by 2 Chains, and throughout the show, the rapper will give away $55,000 to Black entrepreneurs over the course of five episodes. YouTube's music uh, global head of artist relations, Vivian Lewis, says the hashtag YouTube Black Voices Fund enables us to thoughtfully invest in amplifying the voices of Black artists, not only by bringing their creative visions to life, but by exploring and celebrating Black identity and culture from their personal perspectives. Two Chains announced the news on social media shouting out the fund's first winners. He wrote, as promised, the moneymaker fund, two girls and a bag ATL were my first winners dropping a bag into their company, watch their pitch on my YouTube channel. Um, and then you can go ahead, watch the um, the video, um, and he's going to be going to, you know, kind of post snippets and things like that. Um, Brittany Lewis, artist, relations manager at YouTube Music added, being black in tech, I know black founders and business owners have a hard time getting access to capital for their startups and small businesses. When Tushane shared his Moneymaker Fund initiative for HB student entrepreneurs with the YouTube music team. We knew it was a perfect opportunity to partner with an artist who is committed to increasing black equity. In the five-part series, you'll see burgeoning uh, entrepreneurs vying for their chance to transform their passion into profit. We need it. We absolutely need it. And just like she said, you know, in areas where we are not prevalent so in tech in stem research in engineering um you know just just in in those places where you don't see us a lot um it's difficult it's difficult to be seen it's difficult to get funding it's difficult to you know get your projects to move forward and i think that again this is a a really good and really timely idea just because um a lot of people as we sit at home, as we try to figure out um, what our next move is going to be in order to um, garner additional or another stream of income in lieu of 
you know, being unemployed or being furloughed. Um, a lot of us have started our businesses. A lot of people have um, sold back into their business. I can say for myself, um, this time being at home, um, Beat by Bella, um, which is my lash and cosmetic company, I had taken a hiatus, you know, one, because I was having a baby, um, and, you know, I had kind of taken a step back just to kind of figure out what I wanted that brand voice to be, what I wanted it to look like, um, you know, and who I wanted to target it to. And sometimes that's hard to do when you are trying to juggle um, commuting, when you're juggling a nine to five, when you're juggling a lot of things that have to do with traditional nine to five work. And, you know, I think for a lot of us, this has been an eye opener one, because we are um, reevaluating what that nine to five setting means to us. And if this is something that is so important and so integral into our day. Um, and it's also helped us to really reevaluate and, you know, pivot and figure out what is important, what we can take away, and what we want our environment to look like. Um, so, you know, it definitely is important um, to have platforms like this. And I'm definitely going to watch it because, you know, one thing that I can say as somebody who is still building their business, I look to a lot of established brands. I look to small businesses who are just starting out. I look to the people who haven't started their business yet for one reason or another. And, you know, I think that it's important for us to continue to build this community and camaraderie around um, celebrating each other, encouraging one another to, um, you know, do fantastic things and, you know, do our best and be our best. So um, make sure you check that out. Again, that is called the Moneymaker Fund that is on YouTube check it out, get inspired. And if you haven't quite found your million dollar business idea yet, um, maybe that will help. Um, so when we come back, ending off the show, Jeff Bezos, ex-wife Mackenzie Scott donates $40 million to Morgan State University and she pledges millions to HBCU. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show, as well as Faith and Fashion 360 on Instagram. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Hi, this message is for the birthday girl, Brianna. This is Jasmine, the Be Skintiful House of Glam owner and your girlfriend from the Valley. Just want to say happy birthday. God bless you. Keep doing God's work and what he gave you in your heart's desire and manifesting on this earth, which is doing what is best, telling us the good news giving us all the hot and latest topics that come to your heart that you know the people want to hear. So you keep doing that good work of God, spreading the word, spreading fashion and the latest uh, trends with us here in the Valley. We appreciate you. Keep up the good work and happy birthday, girl. I've heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord, but you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So ending off the show, like I said, the rest of the show was going to be nothing but good news. It is going to be all right. You have made it thus far. There's only a couple more days in 2020, and we can all successfully say that we made it into the new year. Y'all did the thing. Um, so Jess Bezos' ex-wife, Mackenzie Scott, 
donated $40 million to Morgan State University, and she pledged millions to HBCUs. In today's climate, with the heightened awareness of racial tension and the fight for Black Lives Matter, Mackenzie Scott is making a major impact in the lives of Black students. The philanthropist pledged millions of dollars to HBCUs across the country as part of the Giving Pledge initiative. The Giving Pledge was formed by Warren Buffett and Bill and Melinda Gates which asks the world's richest people to donate large portions of their money to charity. I'm sorry, every time I see Bill and Melinda Gates, I'm like, I gotta take a breath. Um, <coughs> author and philanthropist Mackenzie Scott, <coughs> whose wealth has accumulated to $60 million after her 2019 split with Jeff Bezos, the world's wealthiest person, um, plans to do more giving. Her recent $40 million donation to Morgan State University was the largest individual donation in history, and according to the school, the money will go towards student success, spur research, and further our strategic plan. President David Wilson of Morgan State University praised Scott and her donation, saying this monumental gift will change lives and shape futures. I thank Ms. Scott for her due diligence and acknowledgement of the substantive value Morgan offers to so many throughout this nation and around the world, and in trusting that we will ensure the enduring impact of her generosity is truly transformational for many years to come. In addition to Morgan State, Prairie View A&M University was the recipient of millions of dollars as well, $50 million to be exact. Um, the school took to their Twitter to praise Scott too. Writer and philanthropist Mackenzie Scott has given $50 million to Prairie View A&M to be used at the discretion of the president to support the needs of the university. In a post on Medium, Scott shared, This pandemic has been a wrecking ball in the lives of Americans already struggling. Economic losses and health outcomes alike have been worse for women, for people of color, and for people living in poverty. Meanwhile, it has substantially increased the wealth of billionaires. Come on, talk about it. Scott, who has already donated over $4 billion to 384 organizations in the last four months, confirms that she is far from completing my pledge. Come on, Mackenzie. Talk about making your divorce work for you. I mean, sis walked away with a bag and she is she is sharing the wealth with everybody. Um, so again, if that is no encouragement to you, I, I guess I don't know what will be. Um, but I definitely, again, want to say that Within these last 10, 11 days of 2020, make it count. You know, don't look back and say, I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to go here. I didn't get to celebrate my birthday. I didn't get to go on that vacation. I didn't. I didn't. Talk about the fantastic things that you did get do. The fact that you got to reflect. The fact that you maybe wrote a book. The fact that you started a couple of businesses. The fact that you started a couple additional streams of income. I mean, I'm sure that the list is endless. The fact that you got deeper into your word. The fact that you attended more Bible studies. The fact that you had more time to spend with God and your family and things that you have been putting off to the wayside for so long. There is a silver lining. It is going to be okay. And we are going to go into 2021 being absolutely prosperous. I know that 2020 has been fantastic for me and I know 2021 is going to be even better. So thank you guys for joining me here at Faith and Fashion 360. Make sure again you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook, as well as Faith and Fashion 360 on Instagram. Make sure you join me here next time this week.
same time, same place, and make sure you continue to listen to the rest of our Sunday night lineup. Happy Sunday and good night. This is DJ Rich Williams, WFNK in the building. Want to leave a happy birthday to Brianna Ufosu. Yes, happy, happy birthday. Many more. God bless and keep you. Peace and blessings, everybody. Christmas was made for the children. <laughs> Destiny's child. G Christmas. Destiny's child. Christmas, my baby gave to me a pair of Chloe shades and a diamond belly ring. On the seventh day of Christmas, my baby gave to me a nice back rub and it massaged my feet. On the sixth day of Christmas, my baby gave to me a crop jacket with dirty denim jeans. On the fifth day of Christmas, my baby gave to me the point that he wrote for me. Feels so in love, 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 love. If he only knew what he does to me, my man, my man, my baby. Oh, it makes you Generosity, my man, my man, my baby My baby gave to me a candlelit dinner just for me and my honey. On the third day of Christmas, my baby gave to me a gift certificate to get my favorite CDs. On the second day of Christmas, my baby gave to me the keys to a CLK Mercedes. On the first day of Christmas, my baby gave to me quality T.I. me. Christmas. Yes, it feels like Christmas. Oh. Oh.